my check my check one two one two good morning good afternoon good evening you're now locked in with the sean soapbox episode four and i got soraya russell with me in the studio introduce yourself to the people Hi, everyone. So like Sean said, Soraya here. I actually graduated from NC State a year ago, and I'm back to talk about my business, which I actually started while in college as a full-time student. And I'm still um, working on my business now as well. And I'm working a nine-to-five job. So here to talk about my experience in the industry, how you can juggle schoolwork and entrepreneurship, and kind of my journey. I'm excited. Dope, dope, dope. I like how you mentioned full-time student, because like that's really important balancing like full coursework because a lot of people believe like if you have full coursework you can't do entrepreneurship and you know what i really do believe it's all about what's important to you because i had pretty good grades while i was in college all the way throughout but i decided that having this business was also important to me because school helped me think critically a lot of ways but becoming an entrepreneur and building my own business helped me become a problem solver because I'm creating everything from the ground up. I'm having to come up with solutions to problems on the go. So you can do it if you have a passion for what you're doing, but you got to make sure that if you do have a side business, it's something you really care about and want to put time into. Right, right, right. Now tell tell the people about that business that you started. Okay. So this is about to be a story and I'm really excited because I've never shared this anywhere else. So if you're listening to this episode, you probably are hearing this for the first time unless you're like my best friend in the whole world. So basically, um, I have an online lifestyle coaching business. And the way this started is when I first started college, I was pretty thin, um, played sports growing up. And then when I got to college, y'all know about the freshman 15. Everybody knows about it. And for me, it was like the freshman 30. So I remember when I first started gaining weight, I was like, okay, I'm getting a little booty. You know, this looks good on me, filling out my clothes more because I was always small my whole life. But then I started realizing not only was I gaining weight in my butt, obviously, but I didn't feel healthy. When I was walking to campus, I would sweat everywhere I went, even if it was cold outside. I wasn't filling my body with nutritious foods and I just didn't feel physically in shape. Um, and so it got to a point where I was like, okay, I don't feel good about myself and not just body image wise, but just overall, I don't feel like I'm being the best student, the best friend, the best leader, because I'm not fully in control of my own habits. So at that point I was like, okay, I need to not just lose weight, but also just get my health on track. So for three months, I kind of just really focused on myself. I was eating healthier foods. I started learning how to meal prep just by researching on the internet. I started um, creating detailed structured workouts and doing them consistently. And I can go into more detail later about how I stayed motivated throughout the process because the biggest struggle people have with getting in shape is staying motivated when stuff gets hard because it will. But after three months, and this happened over the summer, So I came back to school the next semester and people were just like, what the heck? What happened? Like, you look completely different. Help me. Like, what did you do? And so a lot of people started asking me, hey, do you train? Like, can you take me to the gym with you? And that's when I realized I had something that people really wanted. And I wanted to help other people because, like I said, I know what it feels like to be in college and focus so much on your schoolwork that you're not taking care of yourself. So at that point, I was like, I want to help people, but I want to do it the right way because education is really important to me. And I actually majored in finance. I don't have any background in like physical health or nutrition. So I signed up for a personal training certification course through my college. And I took that, passed the exam, and then I became a certified personal trainer. And at that point, I started training people in person. And it's such a long story we can kind of go into details later but essentially i started training people in person while in college and then i decided that i wanted to have like an online presence and i transitioned my entire business online it takes me less than five hours a week to run my business and make an income doing it and most of it is run through instagram so we can go more into detail if you want to ask me more questions about it but it's been a journey and my biggest thing is telling people Whatever you want to do, it's possible. You just have to be curious, research, talk to people who are doing what you want to do and find a way to do it. Right, 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 right. I am super, uh, I really want to ask you because I really want to get into like, because you're really big on controlling your habits and like that's a message I 
I just appreciate so much because like so much is taken away from our focus, whether it be our phones, other people, other influences. Like so to maintain that autonomy, that's big for me to maintain my autonomy. So like I really appreciate your message along with your brand of like controlling your habits and different things like that. So like what what inspired that? Like what inspires you to like be so uh proactive when it comes to like controlling your habits? So my philosophy is you cannot control the actions of others. The only thing you can control is yourself. And for a long time, I was in the business of blaming other people or outside factors for me being out of shape or me not eating well. Oh, I got to study for this exam. I don't have time to go get a salad or whatever else. Or, oh, I'm, you know, running three organizations and I'm super busy and important, so I don't have time to go to the gym. These things we tell ourselves are excuses. And what I realized, if I was going to be living a holistically healthy lifestyle, I had to control some things. And with that, that means that you have to figure out what you need to sacrifice and what's important. And before, the only thing that was important was academics, being ahead in things, you know, uh, running organizations, being like, quote unquote, successful. And then I had to realize that doing all of that and making that my only focus, I was sacrificing my physical health and well-being. So then the control came in where I had to figure out, okay, in a day, what are the things I need to do to feel like I'm being productive, but I'm also happy and my body's happy? And to me, that means being productive, getting certain things done, not just spending three hours studying, but what am I accomplishing in that three hours? So setting, um, instead of setting goals based on how long I spent on something, I set goals based on what I want to accomplish, things like that. And then also, what is going to make me feel like I'm in balance during the day? And that means moving my body. I don't exercise every single day, but going for a walk makes a, a huge difference. So making time to move, making time to socialize with people, making time to laugh. So to me, it's just about figuring out what makes you feel good and what also makes you feel productive and finding a mix of those two things. See, I like the balance in that, you know, just telling people, hey, just work out every day or nothing like that you live in a holistic life that's the great thing about it like because i see cause I see on instagram that you really about that that holistic life apart oh here's what was going on with me personally what's going on with me professionally what's going on like you're very transparent about that in your journey so like what so my question is is kind of like what how do you keep that balance like how do you make sure that that balance is maintained that you know Yes. So this is actually something that I make all of my clients do. And it's what I did and helped me stay consistent. So a lot of times, and I'm guilty of this with social media, we want to look like other people and live other people's lives because there's always someone's life or body who's better than ours. And a lot of times when people come to me and say, hey, I want to lose some weight, that's the reason they want to lose weight because they want to look like, you know, Susie or Becky or they want to have six pack abs or they just want to have a big butt. But that's not enough motivation for you to build a lifestyle that's consistent. So what I make my clients do and what I do is I write out my um, affirmations kind of. Um, I call them auto-suggestions. And auto-suggestion basically just means you write out what you want to accomplish, why it's important to you, and what you're going to do. So basically what I have them write out is, you know, by this date, I'm going to achieve this goal. And then they write out one, two, three, four. Here's why this goal is important to me. For example, I want to be able to help my family live a healthier lifestyle. I want to be able to wear my favorite dress from three years ago. I want to be able to, you know, walk across campus without feeling like I'm going to pass out. And then here are the things I'm going to do to get there. So I'm going to exercise three times a week. I'm going to meal prep every week. I'm going to do X, Y, Z, go for walks. And then that's how I'm going to achieve this goal. When you write that out, it really makes you realize why you want to do something. If you can't think of like at least three reasons why you want to achieve that goal, then you're not serious about it. And I tell people that because if you're not serious about it, maybe it's not the time for you to change. Maybe it's some time for you to think critically about what you really want to do. Mm. Um, but if you can write those things out, I have them read it every morning and every night because that way you're reminding yourself every day why you're taking time to do these things because you're going to wake up some mornings and not want to work out. You're going to get off work some days and not want to go to the gym, but those are things that are important to your self-care. And if you know why it's important to you, you'll make the sacrifice and do it. Gems, just gems. Just <laughs> dropping gems. <laughs> I love it. Me dropping gems. Oh, um, I try. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. That sounds great. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do this for I'm gonna do that for this podcast because I want this podcast to grow. Um but it's not about me, it's about you. 
we okay so my i have another question about like so what keeps you motivated what keeps soraya russell motivated to do all these things because you do a lot you just name you get into the bag twice because you have your own business and you're working nine to five mm-hmm. and so what what's keeping what's keeping the, like the gas in the tank so i think that goes into more of my long-term vision and long-term goals before i even graduated I'll be honest with you, before I even graduated, I think in my senior years when I realized I wanted to be a full-time entrepreneur, it really hit me where I was like, the lifestyle that I want to live is one of complete freedom. That involves risk though. Like if you're a full-time entrepreneur, you have to be willing to handle some tough stuff. Like if you don't get paid or if something doesn't go right or if a client isn't happy, it's you. There's no like, you know, marketing department and like customer service department, it's only you. It involves a lot more risk, but it involves a lot more reward if you're willing to work for it. So senior year, I decided like, that's what I wanted to do full time. And I remember telling my mom, I was like, you know, I had a job offer and I had a really nice salary to go with it. And my mom, I told my mom, I was like, no, you know what? I'm gonna do this full time entrepreneur thing. I'm not going to that job. Like, I'm just gonna live this lifestyle. And I remember my mom was like, okay, I believe in you and I know you can do it, but just start here because if you decide not to take this offer and do your full-time thing, you'll never know what it's like to work for someone else and at least learn from that. But if you at least try the job, you can say you tried it. You can say you tried the nine to five thing. And then if you don't want to do it, then you can go do your own thing. But at least you have the finances behind it. You have the experience behind it to say you've tried something. And she convinced me after a while and I had to do some deep digging to figure out what I wanted my life to look like in a few years. And I realized that that might take me taking a little bit of time to work a full-time job and do my thing. Um, So I think part of my motivation for doing both is because I felt that having both would be my starting step, but what I wanted was much bigger and that involved going full-time in my business at some point, which I do plan on doing soon. Um, But I'm not motivated by money Um, I'm motivated by two things. One is just the freedom to go where I want, where I, when I want, do what I want, when I want, um, and be fully in charge of my own destiny, what I want to do each day. That's really, really important to me. And I did not realize that till my senior year because I've always been a workaholic. Um, so that's one thing. Number two is I want to be able to serve people the way I want to serve them. I don't really want to follow someone else's guidelines as far as, oh, well, here are the restrictions we have. We do things this way and that's it. I'm a very think outside of the box person. I like to figure out based on research, based on talking to people, what you need, um, how I can help you, what research is out there and serve you that way. And the best way to do that is just for me to serve someone directly. So it's a mix of two things. One, it's the freedom and two, being able to work with people that I want to work with on an everyday basis really drives me to do both so that I can branch off and just do my own thing dope that is honestly dope i really appreciate people who appreciate autonomy and really are about their autonomy because that is so huge like to have the freedom to do whatever you want uh because i love autonomy mm-hmm. i love having the freedom of like yo, this is my schedule these are my hours i get to walk in i'm the boss so yeah. i get to have that decision making power that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. having the decision making power of saying like okay, this is good or this is bad mm-hmm. or yes or no. <laughs> yeah. This having that power. Um, so like what, I also want to tap into the second part. Like like how much f- fulfillment, you like what does it feel like? Because I hear fulfillment. Like when you talk about serving people and working with clients. So like talk mm-hmm. about that feeling of fulfillment you get when like a client say that you're working with like hits their goal. Like what does that feel like for you? So, my main goal used to be helping people lose like the most weight possible. But I have learned because it's crazy because the industry or world that I'm in, quote unquote, a lot of people like don't know it exists because like the online coaching space is kind of it's not even a small space, but it's almost like if you're not on social media, if you're not really online, you don't even know like people make money online doing things like what I do. People think online personal trainer, what make money like how? But um gosh I totally lost track of what I was about to say um oh yes fulfillment so it's not about the weight to me anymore because 
if we really think about it, there's a ton of people who can help you lose 20, 30 pounds. All you got to do is really like cut how much you eat and move more. I mean, it's pretty simple, but if you want to lose it and keep it off, it's a lot more complicated than that. And if you want to lose it, keep it off and also be fulfilled and happy with your life. It's not just about the exercise and food. It's much deeper than that. So for me, what makes me fulfill fulfilled is when I have a client more so who writes a post in our Facebook group or sends me a video talking about their experience. Not just, I lost 20 pounds, go sign up for Soraya's program, but this is the experience I had by working with Soraya because it's not about always the end number, it's about the experience people have when they work with me. And what most of my clients say when they do videos is they say like, my lifestyle, and that's why I call it the Lifestyle Transformation Program, my lifestyle has changed. I get up, I feel so much more energy every morning. I feel like I want to get up and do things. I like the food that I'm eating, but also it's fueling me. I like the workouts I'm doing. I feel like I have balance in my life. I feel more confident at work. I feel more confident in my body. So to me, it's not just the number that makes me feel fulfilled. It's knowing that I'm actually changing people's, not bodies, but lifestyles and their lives and how they feel about themselves. So that impact, that deeper impact is like huge. Exactly. I, I, I feel that. I feel that. The It's just amazing to me that that the business you that you have is so impactful to people's lifestyles and that you actually take the next step to say, hey, this is not just fitness. It's not just health. This is also your life and like your outlook and having a balanced life. And so what did like you learn? Like, like, did you learn anything about yourself while going through this journey of like, of like a business and like, like, cause it seemed like this is a lot of you, you putting into it. I hear yes. a lot of you, you putting into it. So like, what did you like? Cause like when we do stuff like that, when we put our all into things, you, you get to learn things about yourself that you probably didn't know was there. Ooh, that is Sean. That is a great question. Cause I have learned a lot about myself. So I'll start with this. Um, and I will be honest, I've never shared this before, but when I first started my business, I don't, I didn't really know any other people in college my age who were like running a, a business while in college, so to speak. So honestly, I felt like I was popping. I was like, yeah, I have clients. I'm making this money doing my own thing. I'm cool. But it started hitting me that it's, first of all, it's hard. And second of all, I'm not cool. Um, because there's always something to learn. It's not just about, oh yeah, I have this business and I'm great. It's like, okay, how can I better serve people, better serve people? When I first started, I did want to help people, but I was also like looking at the numbers, looking at the money. Um, and it wasn't till I think four months after I started, I had a shift where I was like, okay, I don't just want to do this for the money. I really care about helping people because I started seeing the impact that I was making. So, um, <laughs> It's just really interesting because I used to be this kind of like, I don't want to say self-centered, but like I'm doing all this stuff. This is awesome. And like, I know what's going on to, I'm now a very humble person. I'm always looking to learn. I'm always looking for mentorship, things like that. And I'm humbled by my clients. So one thing when I started, I was like a workaholic. So it was always like, get all these clients, post all the time on Instagram, like create all this material, which helped me build things up very fast but I didn't have a lot of balance myself. Like I had no balance. I was always either in school, working on my business. Um, another big thing I, I started doing at first was when I first started, I called people on the phone and did, um, what's it called? I guess consultations or basic sales calls, basically. Like I had sales calls with people before they joined my program and they were 30 minutes each. And there were a lot of people who wanted to talk to me about joining my program. So I kid you not, um, so Melvin, my boyfriend, actually, we were together at the time and I'd get off, like I come home from school and then I'd be like, okay, I got to get on some, some calls and some sales calls. I'd be on the phone for like three hours talking to like five different people and maybe only half of them would actually sign up for my program or, you know, some of them just were like not a good fit for me. So it's kind of like I'm talking to them and using my energy, but they're not giving me energy back. So it was very draining. Like I didn't have any time for myself. And that's when I had to step back and realize, and this was a very pivotal moment for me. It's not just about um, me making money or even me impacting people. It's about, I want to work with people that I also feel like are a good fit for me. I want to work with people who are motivated to change, who just need the guidance. And so at that point I pivoted from, okay, I'm just 
running this business. I'm getting on the phone with people all the time to I'm not going to do sales calls anymore, which was really big for me. Like I stopped doing sales calls and raised my prices um, double. I doubled my prices and stopped doing sales calls at the same time. One, because I realized my energy was being drained. And two, because I realized I wasn't working with the right people, the people that were going to get the most from me and the people I was going to get the most from. And it was hard <laughs> because I'm like, who's actually going to pay me this much money um, when they haven't ever talked to me before? They've only seen me on social media, probably. And I started making a lot more money at that point. And I really believe it's because I started aligning more towards um, people that were a good fit for me. And also, a lot of times when you pay more for something, you perceive more value. It's true. Even for me, if I buy like a, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like a pen from Walmart. I mean, I don't care if I lose it, but if I buy like a Louis Vuitton bag, um, I'm not losing oh, it. Are we buying Louis now? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we buying Louis Exactly. Now. That was a big, that was a big escalation for it. Like, you went from <laughs> Walmart to Louis. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good example. That's a good <laughs> <laughs> We went from Walmart to Louis. That is <laughs> No, but really though. Really, but, but that's real. That's real. Like mm -hmm. if I lose a pen for Walmart, I'm just like, bro, I just go go to Dollar Tree for that. Dollar Tree, but, or go to the student center and find a pen sitting on the table. Like it's not a big deal. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> We'd be losing like pens like crazy. Exactly, but that mindset to if I work with people who are willing to invest not just time but money, they take it more seriously, and they did. My business started blowing up. I was making more money. I was working with people that I actually felt like working with, and. I had more balance and I was more humble um, because I realized that the impact that I had was a lot more important than just the money that I was making. So honestly, Sean, if you ask me, I'm a completely different person now than I was when I started because of my mindset and what's important to me. And that's helping people um, and having balance. Because I told you my goal is freedom and money doesn't equal freedom. There's a, plenty of people who are like making all this money, but they're not free. They're like, slaves to their job or slaves to whatever else they're doing mm -hmm. so whew, yeah working 80 hours on the salary <laughs> right working on saturday and sunday no freedom yikes mm -hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> um let me get my train of focus back so about this investment like when how's it feel to like see that they kind of like the fruits of your labor like you see you you took this risk of investing into yourself which a lot of people don't do mm -hmm. a lot of people are scared to invest in themselves but you're you did that and you're now seeing like you're reaping the benefits of it so how does that feel honestly like how does it feel to kind of just like i know it feels good but like really get into detail for the folks that kind of still kind of like oh, i'm not sure if i want to launch this business i'm not sure if i want i talk about the benefits real quick yeah so <clears throat> If you would ask me um, when I first started, when I wasn't making as much money or didn't have as much freedom, I'd have said, oh, it feels great because I'm doing this, that, and the third. But now I'm just humbled. Like it's, I can't say the way I describe it is like, oh yeah, it feels great because I just feel that it comes from hard work and curiosity um, and wanting to make an impact on people's lives. Now, if I'm talking to people who are thinking about starting something, listen, okay? I have seen firsthand what happens when you take action and believe in yourself. Like, I never would have thought as like a freshman or sophomore in college that I would be making money by working on something five, no more than five hours a week from people who have never actually talked to me like or seen me in person, simply from people who have seen like free materials that I've given them or have read my emails or have just seen me speak like on social media, never did I think they'd be paying me money to help them. But it's because I took action. I took the things that I knew and put them into something that was easy to understand and gave people value. And I just believed in myself. And nowadays with the internet, no matter what you want to do, if you want to bake cakes on video on YouTube, you can make money. If you want to be like an online lifestyle coach like I do, you can make money. If you wanna, I have people, I know people now because of what I do that do all these different things and are making a bunch of money. One of my really good friends is a food blogger and she used to work at the company that I work for now way back 
Um, and then she started doing food blogging on the side. She quit her job five months ago and is making double the income because she has a food blog. So, and she's on vacation all the time. Like, I kid you not, guys, she's always on vacation. She's always somewhere. Um, so no matter what you want to do, if you believe in it and you really like have a heart of service, you can make money doing it and you can live the lifestyle that you want doing it. So just start the business. Heart of service. I, I like that. I mm-hmm. like that. Heart of service. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm not, let's, let's talk about this heart of service. Like, where's that coming from? Like, cause like you talked about it, but like, where's the source of it? Like, where, where, mm. where, where, where let's get, let's dig deep right now. It comes from when I thought I was popping. So that's, I realized after that, that I wasn't seeing certain things that I wanted out of my life because I didn't have the right mindset. Like I told you with my clients, I always have them write down their whys. If your why is all about making money or being successful or having more than your friends, it's not gonna work out long-term. I read this story recently, or I think I think it was a video or something. I think Melvin showed it to me, but it was this guy who, it was two guys. One of them was a pizza delivery dude And I don't know how much money they make, but probably not like millions or anything. And then it was him and then this other guy who was an e-commerce entrepreneur and he was like a millionaire or something at like 23. And they were asking each of them like in different areas, like if they felt happy, fulfilled. And the pizza delivery dude was happier than the other guy because the pizza delivery guy knew what was important to him. He had like people around him that he really cared about. He was able to do other things that he cared about besides just the pizza delivery. And he just really enjoyed serving other people. Like something simple as like seeing the smile on people's face when he delivered the order or like having conversation with his customers meant a lot to him. Whereas the other dude was only doing things because he saw all these people, all these other people have money. So he wanted to have a bunch of money. So he figured something out to make him all that money. But he's like lonely. He doesn't have anybody who really like cares about him. Um, he doesn't have a community of people who are backing him. He has all this time and all this money, but no heart of service or place to put that money to make him feel fulfilled or to help other people. So I always tell people, if you always do, if you're doing something for the money, you won't feel fulfilled. If you do something because it's your passion, then you'll feel fulfilled. Right, right, right. And that's great that you found your passion, uh, especially coming out of college. Uh, things are kind of in that weird space of like, you don't know what's going on. I'm pretty sure you dealt with that as well. Like that kind of like, well, I don't really know. So how did you get through the doubt? Cause like, I'm thinking like, cause like you talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, like you kind of got past it, but like, like tactically, what did that look like? Like getting through the, the doubts of like, I don't know how it's going to work. Cause you know, your mom had to convince you like to take that nine to five. But, like, yeah, that's a good question. So I think, Um, Getting over the doubt came from being in a lot of tough situations. So because I work with people, not all of my interactions are positive. Like when I first started, I might take clients on because like I said, I was kind of taking on anyone who would give me money and things like that. I worked with some people who were kind of nasty to me, like who complained about things that literally just to like get over on me or just do some things that were rude to other people in the community or me. Um, and those experiences have kind of humbled me, but also when it comes to doubt, I think that the biggest thing is throughout my entire journey, I've always just about trial and error, like testing things. And if you always think that the first time you need to get something right, you're just, that's just not the way to think because failure builds success. The reason I am where I am today is because I failed so many times. Like people just think, oh, Soraya just like built this overnight. No, I failed a lot. I've gone through a lot of different things to get here. And another thing is like, it's not about doubt, but even right now I'm hiring a business coach because I know that I need help to get to the next level. And that doesn't come from a place of doubt. It comes from a place of abundance because if you doubt yourself, then you don't even think that anyone can help you get to the next level. But if you at least think I'm not where I want to be, but I want help and I want to do what it takes to get there, then that's a place of abundance and you can grow. So if you're feeling doubtful about something, <clears throat> I'd first ask yourself why you feel like you can't do it or why you doubt that you can do it. Because sometimes there's people who are not that smart. I know a lot of them who are not that smart, but just really believe that whatever they want is going to happen. And like, for example, auto suggestion, they tell themselves every morning, I'm going to be a millionaire by 30 because I'm going to do this, where I'm going to 
you know, be, be able to be a digital nomad by 25 because I'm going to do this. People who aren't even that smart because they believe it so like it's like their reality. They believe it so hard can do it because they believe it versus you who you're smarter than them, maybe even. But you just don't believe that you can do it. Um, don't doubt yourself, because even if you feel like you don't have a skill set to get somewhere, you can learn it like you can learn things. You can talk to different people. But also there's some people who just doubt themselves in every situation. And that's a little bit of a deeper deeper work you have to do if you find that not just in business but like everything you doubt yourself when you're talking to a dude oh I'm not good enough if you're in class oh I'm not smart enough if you constantly think that way I think it usually is going to come from a deeper place and just feeling like you know I can't have a million dollar business it might become it might be something from your childhood um, some past trauma and I would encourage you to dig deeper to figure out where that doubt mindset comes from because you will not be successful ever if you constantly doubt yourself it won't happen. That's huge. That's huge. I I especially like like the fact that you found a business coach or like you thought about, you know, what am I missing here? And you went and found that. Because like that takes a lot of vulnerability to say that I don't know something. I don't mm-hmm. know how to do this. Because uh, a lot of times, especially in our, I, I believe in our generation, especially, we like to take on a lot on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to act like we're the best. And mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't take that uh time to be like, you know, actually I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um actually I don't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. I'm not knowledgeable on this subject at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna take a guess because I really just don't know. Exactly. But the fact that you did that, that's so powerful because like I just like what like Cause that that takes a lot of vulnerability. So like, was that hard for you to like go out for the final business coach? Or by that time in your journey, you was just kind of like, yo, I, I need this to scale. Ooh, what a question! Like I told you, I'm so much more humble now. But I actually, I think a year ago, I was actually searching for a business coach. But not searching. I start started seeing a bunch of ads on my Facebook feed because you know ads find you if they know you're an entrepreneur they know you like this or that they'll find you Mm, Mm -hmm. they're good at that yeah (laughs) so i started seeing ads from like these two different coaches pop up who like specifically helped online trainers like get more clients and make more money and even then i was kind of like i don't want nobody can help me i know what i'm doing but i still got on a call with these two different coaches and it wasn't even them it was like their like sales team and each time i was like eh Oh, actually, I have a story for you. I just thought about it. So the first person I got on the phone and I was just like, I do not like this person's energy. And I am very, I'm an advocate of trusting your gut. If you're talking to someone who you're going to pay to help you with something and you don't feel like you have a connection with them or you don't feel like it's genuine, do not do it. So even though like the ads and all this other stuff, like the testimonials I saw seem legit, I was like, no, it just doesn't seem right. So I didn't do that. Then another lady popped up. Um, and I really liked her program and I've never shared this anywhere before guys anywhere, but this actually is a moment I just realized really humbled me. I think this is where I really was like, Soraya, you got to calm down, but it was a very expensive program. And I was like, you know what? She had a refund policy. It was like a 60 day satisfaction guarantee or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for it. And if I don't like it, I'll just cancel. It's fine. Cause I was going to do a payment plan. So I started it and I realized that what I signed up for is stuff that I literally already knew. It's stuff I already knew and the the way she was teaching people to do things wasn't what I wanted. So she wanted people to get on like sales calls and stuff and I was like, I don't wanna do any more sales calls. I wanna learn how to like scale and sell without having to get on the phone with people because I'm, I, I'm able to do it now. I just have to figure out how to do it to scale my business. Um, and like half of the curriculum I literally was already doing. It was for people who are beginners and I was more intermediate. So I asked for my money back or I didn't I asked for my money back and then I wanted to cancel because I only made one payment and I was like, I don't want to finish. And they're like, no, you got to finish the program. Um, And I was like, but you guys have a guarantee. And they're like, yeah, but here are the terms. And the terms required me to do like a bunch of different things um, to get my money back. And I was like, so you want me to finish the program and pay you like all this money before I actually ask for a refund? And they're like, yeah. And I was getting really pissed. And I was like, you can't do this. Like, blah, blah, blah. But this was not only a humbling moment, but it made me realize like the power of making sure that behind your business, you have like legal terms to make sure that people can't get over on you. 
because even though I was mad that she wasn't going to give me my money back, it humbled me because it made me realize that I was in the wrong because I signed up for something and dedicated to something without really understanding what I was getting into. And then I just wanted to pull the plug and get out, which honestly, people spend money to acquire you as a client. Like she's running ads. She's sending you emails. She's following up with you because she wants you to be in her program and that takes money to do. So me just signing up and saying, oh, I can just quit if I want to isn't me really fully dedicating um, and now I take that mindset into my business to make sure I'm getting people who are fully dedicated. So this was a moment of like true humbling because <laughs> I had to pay like a ton of money and I ended up getting a refund, but I had to do a lot to get my money back because she was asking for proof that I actually done the curriculum. So I had to literally do all these different things that I already done in my own business and send her proof of it. Um, and that's when I realized at first I was like, I'm not hiring another business coach because I'm getting played. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to do it on my own. But then I, this was like last year, two years ago. Um, but then I had a friend through Instagram. Oh, another funny story I've never shared with anybody before. So there was this girl on Instagram. I found her because she got a shout out because she had gained all this weight, but like healthy weight. Like she went from like a toothpick to like, Kim Kardashian or something like it was crazy <laughs> it was crazy and it was all naturally and I started following her and I was like oh my gosh like your transformation is awesome and she was like yeah I see you have your online business and she was asking me how I built my business because she really wanted to do she had a passion for helping women gain healthy weight so she was asking me for help and I'd give her advice and I felt like I was popping once again because people were asking me for help and so I think two months later she hired a business coach um, and started doing all this stuff. And then she hired another business coach two months later after she finished the first coach. And then January of this year, I found out she quit her nine to five job. And I was like, wait a minute, the same girl that was asking me for help just quit her job at the beginning of this year. What, how is this happening? And so I asked her, I was like, hey, like, what are you, what's going on? She was like, you know what, Soraya? I knew I needed help. I knew I needed people with expertise and I hired people that could help me get to where I wanted to be. And so ironic, the coach, the business coach that I hired, the girl that I'm talking about is one of her like co-coaches who's like kind of running the program with her. And the old me would not be able to do that because I was prideful, but I'm humble enough to say, this person's where I want to be. So let me go under their wing and figure out what they did differently. But I've been through like one person, like I said, who I was like, got on the phone with and I was like, no. Another person who took all my money, I got it back, but I was humbled by that and realized like it's important to have like a lawyer in legal terms. And then now this person where I feel very confident and I haven't started working with them yet, but I've been through some stuff, y'all. I've been through some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like you said, if not necessarily failure, but struggle makes you stronger. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> now I was reflecting on my struggles that got me stronger. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. We all have them. We all. And have boy, them. they make you. Ooh, they build some tough skin. Yeah, they build some tough skin. I think that's a trait I see a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, but especially in black entrepreneurs, you you gotta have some thick skin. Ooh, yes. So yes. that kind of goes into why I really uh, another topic I want to get into was a. Uh, uh, black woman entrepreneurship mm -hmm. so as a black woman who's like an entrepreneur and all that and you're doing like the nine to five and the entrepreneurship thing like what does it mean for you to be in that space as a black woman entrepreneur and what does it mean for other say black women to see you do that yes hmm so I never really thought about, okay, I'm just going to be honest here. I never really thought about color so much in my space until recently, because when I first started, I compared myself. And I mean, I used to be like a victim of comparison. I'm not really anymore. I really do not care <laughs> what anyone else is doing unless it's like, oh, that's inspiring or motivational or I want to learn from you. I don't really compare my business to other people's or my like body to other people's anymore, which is really good for my mental health. Um, but when I first started, I didn't really think about color because most of the people that I like was looking at or one looked up to were also black. 
Um, but also most of the people that I was looking up to were like fitness uh, influencers. And an influencer is different than a entrepreneur or business owner. I'm glad you made that distinction. Yes. Um, so everyone I used to look up to was just like, just like an influencer. Like they looked good on Instagram, but who knows like if they actually had real clients, who knows if anyone actually re- really trusted them to like get them results. Um, so to me, I just, like there's plenty of people in the industry, black and white and Asian, all these other different races. So I didn't think about it. But now that I'm in more of this space of being a coach and having clients who pay me and like make sure that I can have the income that I want to be comfortable, the people that I see in that space who are actually making like an income, not just like, you know, money from a post here and there. Most of the people I'm seeing in that space are white. Um, And my business coach actually is Hispanic. And I think one of the reasons I chose her not only is she great at what she does, but also she's a woman of color and she really does advocate for women of color in business in the entrepreneurship space. Um, one thing I will say is the people I've interacted with that are in the same space as me are very supportive, are very like welcoming and opening or open, which isn't, it's not like that in other like industries in corporate, for example, like if you work in different like fields, you might experience situations where someone is if you experience some bias or racism, racism, things like that. But I feel like the people I've interacted with in my space are very supportive and do advocate for women of color as well. But I do know that most of the people that I see doing very well in the space are white. So for me, one of the reasons I think this is so important to me is because I want to add more diversity to that mix because I can do just as well as any of the other people that are, that I see doing really well in that industry. But I don't, I, I kid you not, in what I'm trying to do, I don't know any black women who are doing it on the scale that I'm I'm working towards. None. But I can do that. So I can fill that role and kind of help other people get there. Trailblazing. Mm-hmm. Trailblazing. Like, I think that's really big because I think... Um, so I quote, hold up, let me get my phone. I, mean, <laughs> I, I quote this person right. Um, That's how you know the quote's important. When you got to pull it out, can't do the episode without it. Because I just, was it? Because this is coming from entrepreneur.com. And actually, in pre- preparation for this interview, uh, is an article called Black Female Founders Face Constant Rejection, They're Thriving Anyway. And it talks about uh, how multiple black women uh, entrepreneurs face like struggles within this black entrepreneurship. I mean, entrepreneurship space where it's like a lot of it's like pitch competitions and getting money and how to face those rejections and how they rebound. Mm -hmm. But it's also about how as, okay. So the line is, and this is coming from Shelly Bell, founder of black girl ventures. Mm -hmm. And she says, when black people face adversity, innovation, is our lifeline. Mm, so, I like that. I like that too. I like that, I like that too. But I really just think that there, uh, it's important for like black women to start their own bit, like have that space of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. because of just like the societal things. Mm-hmm. Because like ha- y'all having autonomy is powerful mm-hmm. because just so many things that that we face, not just as black people, but like for y'all specifically as black women mm-hmm. to have the autonomy for entrepreneurship and different things like that. Yeah. And one thing I want to add is, like I said, I think the reason I am where I am and I'm so like optimistic is because I failed so many times. And as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm recalling all these times where <laughs> things went really wrong or, you know, I failed at something or I felt like, you know, I can't do this. But because of those, I know I can do anything I want to do. Like, I know I can make as much money as I want. I know I can be a, you know, a digital nomad. I know that I can do my business full time. Like, I literally don't think there's anything I can't do. And the reason is I have that, like, unshakable mindset. But that came from me getting humbled, me going through a lot of difficult situations and still coming out strong. So that's why I say, like, if there's something you want to start, just do it. Because if you always live in your box or in fear, you'll never even know what's possible. Like everyone I know who's successful has failed like at least a hundred times. And because of that, they have the thick skin to constantly get through things and not give up when things get hard. So just do it, girl. Do it. 
or boy. <laughs> I mean, this big feel like part of your business is women's health. Like I know, as you focus on women in your bio, mm-hmm. and so like like talk about that piece about it. Like just like the mm-hmm. focus on women. Yeah. So when I first started, I was working with women and men. Um, like I said, my mindset at first was like, if you want to pay me, then you can do my program. It doesn't matter. I'll take anybody. But what I realized, and a big part of my program actually, and my clients tell me this on a consistent basis, the most important thing to them or the most viable thing is the community that I have. It's a Facebook group with all of my clients. And um, I'm just going to be honest. If you have a bunch of women who feel self-conscious about their body in a community, they feel more open talking about that than if you have a group of men and women in a community who are self-conscious about their body, it's just not quite the same. And then you have people sharing pictures sometimes and personal experiences. Sometimes if we're talking about our periods and stuff, which we do talk about. And I've also realized that with what I'm doing right now, the people that I tend to mesh with more at this point and who I can help the most are women because I have the most experience with it. I do, oh gosh, I'm not saying this for sure, but at some point I would want to do more business coaching with helping people who want to become entrepreneurs do something full time. And with that, I would want to work with people who are men and women. I wouldn't want to restrict that. But because of the community piece of my program, I've seen that it's more powerful with it just being women because they feel a little bit more comfortable sharing things. And I love men like I do. But I also recognize like facts, research, like based on me having men and women in the group at some point in time, my group is a lot more active and people are a lot more open because it's women who feel self-conscious, who are overweight, who might have dealt with men saying something negative to them, who might deal with, you know, different things that only women can really understand. And so the fact that they feel like they can comfortably share that is really important to their experience. So that's part of the reason that I work with women right now. But in the long game, I would like to work with men and women when it comes more to like building a business. I think that's important to have a black woman in that space as well. It's like as a resource because I know y'all have a community as well mm-hmm. when it comes to like just coming together. Mm-hmm. Y'all kind of y'all own community. So I think that's dope because you say you want to diversify that space. I'm, I'm seeing it right now. Like, like when you have that, like that space for yourself, like the people you will help. Yeah. Because, yeah. of course, you're going to work with everybody. But, like, I feel like you you, you probably inspire a lot of black women to, like, start their own businesses. So that's powerful. Yeah. And I feel like it's important that I've learned to niche down. So I don't want to talk to everybody. I want to talk to a specific group of people who really, really hear me. Because those are the people that are going to be my best clients and who want to do it the most. I used to just be like, if you want to lose weight, come work with me. But not everyone who wants to lose weight is ready to do what it takes. Not everyone who wants to lose weight also cares about a healthy lifestyle. So I had to niche down and figure out what's my ideal client to work with. And that's someone who's very motivated, someone who's a self-starter but just needs the right guidance because that's also how I am. Someone who is positive, someone who is um, supportive of other people, which is why my community is so important. And someone who is willing to put in the work even when it gets hard. Because as like I'm not in person with you at the gym. Honestly, so like if you do my program and you feel like you cannot go to the gym without someone being there, my program is not a good fit for you. If you're someone who maybe feels a little self-conscious about going to the gym, but if you have the right structure, you had a plan, you know that you could slowly and gradually get over that, then it's a good fit because you just need the plan and the guidance and maybe a little bit of support, but you want to be there and do it on your own. Some people, I think, want to have a trainer with them all the time. Like they want to have someone in person. My program is for people who want to become self-sufficient. They want to be able to go to the gym on their own, do their workouts, meal prep on their own, but they need to figure out how to do it and have the knowledge to do it. Um, So if you don't want to be self-sufficient, then you don't want to do my program. And that's what I've learned. And that's why I really focus on women who want to be self-sufficient and are self-starters. I believe we were talking about vision and like your, like what you see in like the next five, 10 years. And you were talking about basically working traveling and like kind of like working from italy mm-hmm. so Do I, you want me to repeat that part um we can just start from there just start from there okay five years from now so basically one of my passions is to help people who have a passion um 
And to make it more specific, I think a lot of people go into a job just because they want to make a living or sometimes they go into a job because they want to make more money than the job that they'd be doing the act- what they actually want to do. And I want to help people realize and actually do what they want to do and make money from it, especially online. And the reason is because there's so many people who have a skill set that they can teach other people or something that they like to do that they can make money doing online. I was giving a simple example, like if you want to bake cakes and you're really good at it, like you can make decorative cakes, YouTube, like there's tons of people who make money doing videos on YouTube. If you, for example, I have a friend who specializes in helping people with eczema heal their eczema. She has an online business where she makes money full-time from doing that. Like no matter what you want to do, you can make a full-time income doing it with the internet nowadays because the, the reach that you have nowadays is so much larger than it was before the internet came about. Before people were limited to making money, um, making money from people who are in their radius. Like if you live in a certain neighborhood, the only people that are going to come to your business are people in that neighborhood. But now you have millions, billions of people who can hear your voice, hear your message and potentially pay you for what you do. So I want to help people monetize their passion online. That's one of my things that I want to do, five years. And then the other thing is if I'm just looking at vision, what I want a day-to-day to look like. So I definitely want to do a year where I just travel for a year from country to country and just work from wherever. So kind of like a digital nomad. And then another thing is just whenever I want to get up and go somewhere, like say that on Friday, I'm like, hmm, I'm really missing Morocco. I want to go back and I can just go there for a week and just bring my laptop and work from there as well. So really my future looks like a whole lot of freedom and helping people, but being able to help people from a place where I feel fulfilled. And if that means in Morocco for a week, or if that means in Charlotte for a week, then that's what it is. Because if I'm teaching people how to create um, a business that they care about, part of that to me is feeling fulfillment from it. And part of my fulfillment comes from my flexibility in location. Okay. So about like Morocco, like, <laughs> um, weird, like, what are your thoughts on like when you like like traveling as far as like what are your thoughts on that as far as like are you looking for a specific place to travel to and why is like is it one like a thing you're looking to build like a lifestyle like out there or is it kind of like i just want to kind of see experience things like what's your mindset when it comes to travel so on this point i actually want to pull in melvin my boyfriend who's sitting here with me um because we actually went on a trip for 35 days last summer together which is insane that we were able to put up with each other for that long and we still love each other (laughs) um it's a beautiful thing but i think that trip really sparked my passion for traveling because while i was there i was running my business and i was making money from italy spain um the uk uh germany and I don't know if Melvin, you want to like talk a little bit about that experience because we both love traveling. That's part of both of our goals, which is why we mesh so well together. But um, his experience is, I mean, the same as mine. And it's a big part of why we both want travel to be part of our long term. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Yeah, like traveling alone, it just it builds you the same way. You've been talking about entrepreneurship and business and how, you know, it forces you to grow and like it puts you in risky situations sometimes where you have to take a leap to like gain something. And I think, you know, when it comes to traveling, it does the same thing. You know, you're going to a new place. You don't know anybody there. You don't know what's going to happen when you get there, but it's you stepping out and bringing a new experience to yourself. So yeah, when we went for 30 days. I had never done that. Like I was going the typical route, you know, I just finished, I had recently finished grad school and I was working somewhere, you know, I'm a therapist. So I was doing substance abuse counseling. So I was doing that and I was like, I'm tired of doing that. So I quit and then we went on that trip for a month and it just, it changed my life. I can say that easily, definitely easily. So yeah, I, I love traveling. Man, when I talk, uh, introduce yourself to the people. Like, we, we really didn't like give you a fair introduction. <laughs> so, like, like, introduce, introduce yourself to the people, man. Oh yeah, for sure. So I'm Melvin, Melvin Gaddy, uh, born and raised in Durham, North Carolina. You from my city? Yeah, I'm from Durham, man. Yeah, that's where I grew up. So that's why I'm, I'm just now thinking <laughs> uh, So by profession, I guess I'm a licensed mental health therapist. So I've been doing that for about 
two and a half years at this point. So I work with college students. I work with people in substance abuse, done a few different things. And uh, most currently, I'm working on kind of shaping my own uh, private practice uh, in counseling. So, yeah, man, that's what I am. That's what I'm doing right now. Dude, that's what I want to do. Really? Yeah. yeah. You could do it. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm pursuing that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yes, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get my MSW and like get my LCSW. So I that's can what's up, man. So we I need can... more. We need more people of color in the field. Yeah, more black men specifically. Yeah, like, yeah it's not it's, a lot of us. It's not so, a lot of us in that space. And I mean, I hear all the time people say, "Yeah, we." People come to me frequently, like, "Yeah, we're looking for somebody like you," or "There's not enough of you in the field." And I'm like, "I mean, I'm just trying to do my part. Fair, it's a lot. I it's a lot of work to do, but I love the work." Yeah, bro. Sure. Yeah, that is so dope. Yeah. That's so dope. Appreciate that. That is yes. great. Yeah, man. Why am I just not finding this out? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Would you? All it takes, like, honestly, do a podcast with your like with your friends, but you find out so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do a podcast, like, bro, this is dope. Yeah, man. I like what you said about traveling because, like, I I recently studied abroad in like Africa, mm-hmm. like this past summer. Yeah, and it changed my life, man. How? Because it put me in so many different situations, like you said, and I came out with more knowledge of myself. Because mm-hmm. I thought about like going to Africa and like, I thought about like, uh, Kendrick Lamar specifically, like, like, cause like he, he was one of like the people I w- grew up like mm-hmm. listening to and all that. So like, he went to Africa and then came back and did Pepper Butterfly. And I right. saw like that mm-hmm. when the album came out, I definitely was in tune with like his. Like what he was doing, like as far as like what he was saying in his interviews and stuff like that. He was talking about Africa, like how he came back all peaceful and all that. And I was thinking, like, I don't know how I'm gonna come back. Mm-hmm. That was the big. That was one of the biggest unknown because I was like, Am I gonna come back like super like radical? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, am I gonna come back just like man, forget America, all that? <laughs> but when I actually came back, it was just like, actually I'm just much more calm, much more mature, yeah. much more peaceful. Just kind of like, yes, yeah, so I kind of just like it just leveled me out because I'm just kind of like I'm chilling out, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like I'm just real chilled out, and I just like I guess also humbled me too, like just seeing what the ancestors have been through in their mm-hmm. journey just to come through here, mm-hmm. it just kind of humbles you, just kind of like you know makes you think contextualizes like where you're at right now yeah just how blessed you are like it definitely gives you that like perspective is the word that i'm thinking about as you're talking because mm. that's what it gives you is perspective on you but also your surroundings and you know you see what's you see the strengths and the pros and the cons of where you've been and where you're from but then you see the same when you, when you go somewhere else it gets highlighted emphasized and you realize how much you have and you also see some things you wish you did have but it, it does make you like appreciate. So I hear what you're saying on that. Yeah, it's yeah, big. Yeah. yeah, like especially like I, like that part about like what's like what's missing. Like a lot of times we focus on what's missing. Yeah. But I don't want to get like that lost that, that we have a lot to be that we're blessed. Yeah. But what's also missing is like what I found in Africa was like you know community and stuff like that. That's why I'm glad yeah. we had this conversation about serving people and stuff like that because mm-hmm. like over there they eat out the like in their culture like they uh in ghana specific i want to be specific mm-hmm. uh in ghana the country where i went to like they at dinner mm-hmm. the family usually eats out the same bowl oh i didn't know that yeah 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 and so i mean that's beginning to change because you know like you know cultures change over time yeah but that's like the base of it though that the community like the families come together mm-hmm. and that's just uh for me it was just so powerful i was like wow eating at the same bowl just kind of like that sim- symbolism of just like how in america we have so many resources <laughs> mm-hmm. but we're not eating at the same bowl no we're not <laughs> mm-hmm. we're not gonna do that we don't do that but it's, it's just something to think about though that i just thought about i was just like wow like that's just a powerful idea yeah. in itself and it's just something i've just been kind of like trying to do in my own life it's kind of like just have like you know a bowl i guess this is kind of like what the podcast thing came up came about was like mm-hmm. like a bowl of knowledge that anybody could just come in like you know yeah, yeah. that makes know. sense yeah 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 so like you know just tune in mm-hmm. hear about like Sarai's like story mm-hmm. hear about dr ferguson like mm-hmm. uh, knowledge on hip-hop and stuff like that just like just tune in and like get some knowledge and like yeah. you know, feed your brain you know exactly we get, and we could all eat and that's why I agree. Mm, I like that. We can all eat. Yeah, I like yes. the concept of pulling from the bowl. I think, you know, sometimes we, we keep too much to ourselves. And just in general, we keep too much. We know so, so many of us know so many different things, but none of us know everything. And so if we just took time to give and share with everybody else. I feel like 
we could just all we could all be great but we all we all kind of like Sarai was saying we have to be willing to take in you know something from somebody else but also be able to share what we have to other people so they can grow from it and we can grow from it so I like I like that concept I'm gonna take that I like the eating from the same bowl eat yeah I like that <laughs> I, I think, can write that down <laughs> I mean off that note I ain't trying to keep y'all so um I thank y'all for coming through I really appreciate all the gems that y'all dropped. Of course. And so this has been a great episode. Um, episode four with Soraya Russell's. Mm. Russell. Mm-hmm. Russell. Russell with Melvin yeah. Gaddy. That's right. Oh, yes. And we going to keep it popping. That's my slogan to leave it out. And so thank you for tuning in. Have a great day, great afternoon, great morning, wherever the time zone you're in, wherever you're listening at. Have a great time. Thank you.